The Office of Management and Budget wants next year's federal agency budget submissions to be more data-driven than they've been in past years. Our next guest says that's fine in principle, but the whole idea rests on the notion that agencies have high-quality data to support their programs in the first place. Larry Allen is president of Allen Federal Business Partners, and he joins us now to talk more. And Larry, just for folks who might have missed it last week, we we reported that OMB is, in its budget guidance, asked agencies to support all their budget submissions for FY24 with specific evidence. I know you've got some thoughts on that, including some concerns. Um, in what ways could this go sideways? Jared, everybody would like their decisions to be data-driven and based on good evidence. But in the federal world, we know that uh, federal data isn't always the most accurate or most complete. Uh, For example, if you look at the federal procurement data system, most contractors know that that's uh, garbage in, garbage out data. I don't mean that to be pejorative, but it's kind of a well-known thing. So if you're looking at federal agencies that are capturing data uh, and then going to be using it for decision-making, you have to make sure that the data that you're capturing and using is actually accurate. And one of the things that I'm concerned about is, look, anytime you go online and search on data problems and federal agencies, you end up getting more hits than a Nationals pitcher in the first inning. So I think there's reason to be concerned. I would advise that Agencies might want to use evidence-based decision-making to a certain extent, but realize that their evidence may not be as infallible as they might like it to be. Yeah, and I guess a lot of this is just in the interpretation that agencies take away from the guidance, right? I mean, OMB is fairly clear in saying they they want them to use evidence, quote, where it exists. Um, But... I guess one positive outcome from this might be that that agencies actually use this as an exercise to beef up their ability to to generate good data to inform future submissions. And actually, that's one of the things that I think is hopeful about this story, Jared, and that is that OMB has directed agencies to come up with a four-year plan on how to improve their data capture and use. Uh, And that's at a strategic level. So I think there's reason to be hopeful. Look, we all want the government to make good decisions. We all want government agencies to make have sound decision-making processes. Uh, So it's not with not any great joy that I have a dose of skepticism about where we are currently, but hopefully with the strategic plan and with uh, more strategic time to get it down over the next four years, Uh, that'll end up getting everybody in a better place. That same guidance also tells agencies to get ready for a potential 5% um, 5 across the board budget cut in that same year, fiscal 24. Well, and and it certainly doesn't guarantee them a a 5% budget cut, but but I I think the idea here is essentially just ask for ideas. What would you do if such a cut were directed? How ominous is that? I mean, does that tell us that OMB is actually expecting that? Jared, I don't know that OMB is actually expecting that. My understanding, talking to people in government, is that it's not uncommon for OMB to ask for ideas on where money can be saved. Uh, But I think you have to look forward to see what might happen in the midterm elections and if there might be some additional political pressure put on the executive branch to come up with some areas to trim spending. Uh, So if you're a government agency, that's important to understand. If you're a government contractor, it's really important to understand 
even though it might not happen, you want to be aware of where agencies are saying they might be able to get savings. And if it's in your program, you want to be prepared for that. Pivoting to another topic, another issue that we covered here at Federal News Network last week is a recommendation from the Defense Business Board, and DOD seems to be on board with extending the pilot program, uh, the mentor-protege program, essentially permanently. I gather you think that's a good idea. Jared, I think the mentor-protege program is one of those programs that's worked really, really well. Uh, It actually kind of took me by surprise that it wasn't already permanent because it's been part of the lexicon for a very long period of time. So the idea that you would make the program permanent, I think is a good thing. Uh, It's been a pilot, it's been a pilot for 30 years. Boy, I don't know, any pilot with 30 years experience uh, flying commercially, they've got the good roots. So hopefully that'll happen with the Mentor Protege Program. I thought the Defense Business Board did a nice job. They talked about some recommendations for tightening the program up, but the amount of benefit that accrues to small businesses, the protégés, but also uh, the larger businesses, uh, I think is really uh, you know a good news story in government contracting. So I think that uh, making this permanent is great. And you know one of the really good news stories, Jared, that doesn't always get talked about is a lot of former protégés that have graduated from the program. They've now turned around and become mentors to new protégé companies. And any time that you can show that, that's a really good thing to say. DOD obviously has quite a few um, entry points for small businesses and, and small business programs. What what What's right about this one specifically? Well, I think one of the things that's right about this one, Jared, is that, you know, you get to have some small business set aside contracting with a mentor helping you, uh, limited competition, in some cases, uh, sole source with a large business mentor helping you. One of the other things that you get uh, is the experience from that mentor, how to run the traps necessary to be successful in federal business. Uh, So some of that's the process. The other thing that a protege gets from the mentor is the whole part about relationship building and the role that relationship building plays in becoming a successful government contractor. So, Uh, properly done, a protege can learn a lot from its mentor, while at the same time benefiting larger companies that have an opportunity to participate on business that they might not otherwise have a chance to bid on. All right. Larry Allen is the president of Allen Federal Business Partners. Larry, thanks as always for sharing your insights. Hey, Jared, thanks very much. And I wish your listeners happy selling. (coughs) Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. Ricola. It's in our nature. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.